0: We have an opportunity here to bring presence to the ceremony that is your life. And my invitation to you is to stop whatever you're doing, wherever you are, just for this one precious moment and take a deep breath. Follow the breath into your root point and land yourself right here right now into your present moment and exhale welcome to the space where all the magic is happening and prepare yourself to receive the wild raw expanse that is available inside the dojo that is your life you are the empowered center point creator of every single experience that you are drawing into your field at this time when you recognize that and really get that in your bones, you will receive yourself as the magnet for the most perfectly expansive evolutionary curriculum that is precisely crafted for you to evolve beyond what was in order to claim all that is a match to the you who is free. And that is what we are here to do inside the dojo as we explore what it means to live a life beyond the edge. This is a Soulfire production. Hello, beautiful dojo family. It feels so good to be here. I'm currently in Taos, New Mexico, on the tail end of a two and a half month journey uh, heading back towards Colorado. And I'm just so grateful for all of the magic that has unfolded during this time, including the most clear, anchored vision for the dojo podcast that is anchored in the deepest why. And I'm here with one of my dear sisters, Devin Dennis, who I'm so excited to introduce you guys to. And she and I just dropped in to our individual whys. And so I'd love to start there. And as we share our whys with you, my invitation is that you actually drop into your choice point in this moment. Your why for showing up, and listening in the receiving of this episode. Why have you chosen to bring your presence, your attention, your most valuable resource here, your presence, where you choose to point it, your attention, where you choose to point it is your most valuable resource. And right now what's happening is you're choosing to point it here. Thank you. Thank you. So let's not take that for granted and drop into the deepest place of receiving that you can access. So I'll start with my why, as I introduce Devin, who is an incredible spoken word artist, poet, facilitator, and the creator of the real Magic House Community Builder. And I will let her share more with you guys about that. But my why for bringing this woman on, I will say bringing this woman on is my why. Devin is one of the OG original gangsta dojo women. She moved through the first round of the dojo immerse and the level one group program and then dojo masters, the level two group program. So we've been journeying together along with what has become a team of incredible women for quite some time. And now she is one of the members of the dojo council. And what I have realized is that why I'm here and what we're doing here and how we serve here goes so far beyond just me. My why for being here is illuminating and highlighting, empowering the women that I serve and who on the other side of that service from their most empowered, badass lit up illuminated space (laughs) also serve me. We mutually serve, we mutually support one another and they walk in this way with the integrity to the degree that inspires me and radiate just like I do. And so I'm here to empower their voices. That's my why I shared on an earlier episode, how for a moment, this, the whole idea of doing a podcast kind of got away from me and the momentum of the blossoming of like the business and from that place, I lost my why I did five episodes interviewing people that are inspiring and incredible. And I wasn't connected to my why. So you wouldn't feel me or Devin in the way that you're feeling me. So I actually dropped off all of those episodes. And now every month, you're going to hear a solo episode with me. You'll hear an episode with an individual who's living their life beyond the edge outside of the dojo ecosystem. And then there'll be two episodes every month. One where I'm interviewing one of the women from the dojo council. These women who are walking edge walkers, living their lives beyond the edge with the deepest integrity. And then I'll be passing the mic to them. So the next episode after this, you'll get to experience Devin dropping in with an inspiring edge walker from her world and sharing her voice and illuminating the voice of someone that is beyond my scope of being able to touch. So we're radiating out this medicine further. So that's my why. My why, Devin, in a huge way is to witness you and your blossoming, witness you rocking it out, highlight the fuck out of the woman that you are after, oh my God, the journey that we have been on so far. So I am deeply honored that you said, yes, that you are here witnessing you and you're blossoming into the creation of the real magic house. And what is happening there is mm. awe inspiring. So it's like my, like witnessing your fulfillment and stepping into all that you have over the last year and a half, it touches my heart in a way that goes beyond words. Mm. So with that, I'd love to pass the mic to you and hear your, why, why are you here? Like, what, what is it that had you say? Yes.
1: Mm. Oh, Zahar. I feel like I could listen to you speak forever. You are just such a potent channel and such a dear sister and sage and mentor. So first of all, I just want to say thank you for the opportunity to connect heart to heart, soul to soul today and beyond today and all of our tomorrows. It's such a gift to be part of this community that you said yes to and said, yes, I will be a catalyst and trust in the divine unfoldment of what's mine to do on this planet. So thank you for your full yes to your why, uh, because it's helped to initiate me into mine on a whole nother level. When I knew that we were going to have this conversation today, I found a deck that I love threads of fate. And I just asked for a guidance card. Guess what it is? What is it? I pulled the Jaguar. Oh my God. Wow. What a beautiful
0: card. For those who are watching the video, you have to see this. It's like dark, dark bluish green in the back with like this incredible golden Jaguar head. For those of you who have been tracking me trackers for a while, (laughs) you'll know that the Jaguar has been a really significant animal totem in my life. Having this animal ally came in a grandmother ceremony many years ago and integrated into my system. She quite literally faced me face to face and then came into my system. Sight, smell, sound, taste, touch all became that of the Jaguar. So I actually got to I could smell as her, the people on the other side of the room Mm -hmm. taste as her, like rub my tongue across my fang. Like it was, I was tracking as her. It was really an incredibly powerful experience. Actually the incredible maestro who held that ceremony for me. I was just speaking with him today. He's Based out in Sedona, and yeah, mm. it was. It's interesting that 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 animal ally has been coming in quite a bit, and wow. I imagine always will. So, what an incredible moment that you pulled that card today. Makes I was sense. Not
1: surprised at all. I was like, "Ooh, yep, I got a divine appointment with Z," so that makes yeah. perfect. <laughs> yeah, and it's got like the third eye beaming too, which is so cool. And then at the bottom it says, "Ask Body." which I think is always like such wonderful foundational wisdom for the work that we do together and the work that we're doing in the world, as far as healing, just starting with the body, asking the body, our first earth, our first home. So it felt like a, you know, a a wonderful union between uh, so much of the path that we've walked together. So it just really filled my heart to pull that card.
0: And, and that's actually where I want to go with you. So I want to hear that why, and then I want to go directly into your journey with the body. So, so, so what's that deep why for why you're here? Whose whose ears is your voice meant to touch?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I know, and I have known like my entire life, but I've had to return to this why that my why for existing truly is to be an activator of real magic on the planet absolutely unequivocally that is what it is and why the qualifier for magic. I think that's really important. Like what is real magic and how, do we need it in our lives? Because real magic isn't anything artificial or saccharine or you know, necessarily covered in sparkles and rainbows. I feel like real magic absolutely comes from presence, connection, creativity, and trust. Like those are the steps to experience real magic in our lives. And truly those are the ones that I have been reaching for and walking and climbing, especially these last three years as I've been grounding this new possibility for the community that my husband and I are co-directors of. And uh, it is just such a blessing to be able to be a stand for that in the world. And it's so funny, Z. the reason why I know this is extremely important is because I encounter people on a regular basis who say, oh, the real magic house. So is there like a magician who lives there? I mean, yes, technically, but not like the kind that pulls a rabbit out of a hat. So many adults, when they hear the word magic, go directly to, you know, a man in a top hat with a cheesy little stage performance. And I know that my mission, my why is to anchor real magic, right? Like what is true magic like and how can we cultivate uh, experiences for people to have lived reference points of what that is like in their bodies so they can know without a doubt that it exists and it exists it's nearer than our breath it exists in relationship to ourselves to each other to nature and some of the access points in yeah are actually being here in this now moment recognizing our capacities as creators Finding connection that goes beyond the surface, switching from small talk to big talk, expansive talk, using talk, using language as uh, magic words, as activators for what we're bringing in. And then, of course, there's surrender and trust, allowing for whatever wants to be born in relationship, in a moment, on a life path to come forward and collaborate with us on our journeys. Wow. Well said. I had chills as you were speaking so many times. Your
0: voice is such an activator, such a powerful speaker. And I love what you mentioned about language, right? Spelling, they call it spelling for a reason. You're casting Mm -hmm. spells with your words. And so I would love to sprinkle a couple times throughout this episode, an invitation for you to share some of your spoken word. Mm. So I'm wondering if right now, welcome to the dojo, ladies and gentlemen. I've not I've not primed Devon in any way for this. And so I would love um, you know, you to tune in when it comes to your repertoire or whatever comes to you now, even if it's a freestyle around magic and utilizing word to activate magic in th- those who are open. To receiving right now. So I want to prime everyone on the other end to slow down any doing in this moment. Take one deep down belly breath, inhale, exhale, and open your heart to receive some real magic from Devin. Mm.
1: Thank you, Z. Okay, so what's on my heart to share is, this one's called A Prayer for My Human Family. (sighs) Beloved souls, make peace with yourselves. You, with the black and blue hearts. You, the self-sacrificial in your habits and habitat. You, standing there, hiding your wildfire in silence. Don't you know who you are? You are the children of ancient stars. The divinity of infinity is living within your skin, kids. A microcosm of the universe turns in your eyes. So peel back your costumes, little soldiers and great pretenders, for they no longer serve you. And besides, those lies ain't got nothing on the pure majesty swirling around on your insides. What makes you feel alive? Because you were born to shine, like you're still just five and wide-eyed, with your pocket full of dreams so big and so real that everything impossible seems possible, because guess what? It is possible. Come down, you clock watchers and reflection checkers. I want the list makers and the control freaks and all the big fakers to come join me around this fire and try to tell me that the world has withered you too cold and old to believe in magic anymore Mm. you see the funny thing about growing up is that you have to grow back in you've tasted freedom once before you were born innocent if you really think you were just made to march along in line follow the leader one by one and always step in time recite your abcs and drown your broken dreams in wine then fine but another road does call your name to dare to dream and listen come down it if you're down to live and done with just existing
0: chills 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 wow wow mama Mm -hmm. that was so powerful and so beautiful that was incredible incredibly powerful I feel the potency of spirit just flowing fire through you in the way that you channel spoken word. Mm -hmm. What is spoken word, right? It's the speaking of a spell. Mm -hmm. Thank you for sharing that and embodying that, which you're inviting in the real magic house and just by demonstrating real magic. I love putting real in front of magic in the way that you described it for that poem that you take it out of the idea that it's like pulling a rabbit out of a hat, but like, what is real magic in your day to day? Right. So what I'd love to do is ask you to share when in your life was the first moment that you realized or had a realization that magic is real. Like how did that actually occur Mm -hmm. to you?
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what? I, I was so connected to the, the stream of magic, the invisible stream of magic as a child. I was an extremely psychic child and I never knew that that was something bizarre or um, strange in mainstream society. I just knew it to be true. So I, I could predict things. I could feel things that were coming. Um, I could say something before someone was about to say it. I used to play like what song could be coming on the radio next. Like it was just fun for me. I felt so connected to the allness of life, to the web of existence. And then I remember becoming about eight or nine years old and getting me reflection from some people like, ooh, that's spooky or scary. And sometimes it was adults. And it really caused me to be like, oh, there's something wrong with that and start to shut it down. And so really it wasn't until I was about 18 or 19 years old that I started to return to that. So I lived most of my childhood and teen years cut off from it in a way. Um, I started to dive into the arts, actually, and I I grew up as an actress. So I loved being in theater and the, the magic, the real magic of trying on a new persona or identity and finding myself there, like no matter how different the character was from who I thought I was in my identity on a daily basis, I could find a connection point to the person that I was embodying and the story that I was playing with. So I started to find real magic in the arts and then finally came home to it again in spirituality. Once I started expanding my network a little bit and realizing and remembering and taking ownership of the fact that you know, psychic abilities and connection to something beyond this physical world reality isn't a strange, unique gift offered to few. It is an access point to, to many, to all. It's truly available to all of us, which is a gorgeous thing. And we can find it through many different avenues through uh, turning inward and cultivating a meditation practice and a connection with our creator, our higher power, whatever that may be. We can find it barefoot. on the dirt in nature we can find it in a pile on the floor in a pit of grief we can find it in the eyes of a sister we can find it in a painting it's everywhere but the very very first step is coming home to presence which um i think we all have as children and then Part of our work on the spiral path of growth is to move away from presence and get distracted by the loud noises uh, in the world around us. Uh, to do the work to remember what it means to listen to ourselves and return to that access point of real magic again. Hmm. Beautiful.
0: So, in your life, you talked about you know the kind of the magic that was inherent and innate when you were a child, and that presence, like being here now is the simplicity of accessing the magic of the moment. Right. Mm -hmm. And the time where you lost connection to that based on the external conditioning that it's not real or you're crazy and like, raise your hand. If you're listening, if you know, when you were a kid, you were a sensitive empath and, you know, experienced your own version of magic, like feel Or remember the imagination of a child, of you as a child. Oh my God, my brother and I and our cousins and the kids around the neighborhood would like be out for like eight hours just in this, these magical states of imagination and play and pretending. And this is like flexing the muscle of one of our superpowers, which is the vision, the ability to vision. But when we're visionary, we're innately visionary as children. And so we lose that at a certain juncture, right? So often we lose the power of our imagination because the external reality, those who have been, you know, jaded can condition us to say, it's not real. Come inside. You're making that up. And then we discard the power of our visionary imagination. And that's such a tragedy. And it's so amazing all of the opportunities and spaces, like the one you're creating with the real magic house, that become an invitation to re engage your wildest imagination, which imagination for me is so inherently connected with vision. And so, we, you know, in Dr. Joe Dispenza's work and so many of these manifestation techniques, sex magic, right? Like all of it, it's you are. Bringing the energy, life force source energy up through your central channel from ideally a state of bliss or pleasure, and then visioning what it is that you want to create and and utilizing life force energy to vision essentially to imagine yourself into the timeline that it is that you're creating for yourself. So then you're becoming a match energetically to the vision that you're creating over and over and over again. Right. And so there's this period of time where. Many of us, not all of us, lose that, right? And so I want to get connected with you in that territory, yeah, of the loss of it. We could call it a dark night, right? So where yeah. there's there's the child Devin, and I'm looking at Devin right now. If you're not watching the video, she has this incredible hat on with butterflies and moons, and you know, she has clearly re-engaging the innocence of the child and of her magic, of her real magic. So if we rewind, right. So there was you as a child where you were feeling all of the magic. And then there was the time where it was like, okay, that fell away. And I really hear that over your teenage years, you found it again through acting, but in that time period, what occurred for you? And I know from our work together, there's been layers around just being in a body. Yeah. Being in a body. And I, and I imagine many. People that are listening have faced off with their own versions of that. And so I'm curious about what occurred for you in the dark night, in yeah. the dark period. And then how did life synchronize around you that supported you in moving through that? And then through acting and onward, starting to re-engage with your real magic through mm. getting into the body, because a lot of what you shared earlier is connected to presence. Yeah. Inhabiting the now. Yes. In order to fully inhabit the now, we've got to fully inhabit this vessel. It's mm. your journey around
1: that. Oh, that's so true, Z. You know what? Uh you were you were speaking to jaguar medicine. And actually in these past couple of years, my plant medicine journey began. And in my very first ayahuasca ceremony, I was shown not very clearly, but really disturbing to my soul images of a memory that um, was really, really deep and buried of some kind of sexual trauma in my childhood. And I couldn't quite make out the details of it, who was there, but I could see myself. And the strongest thing that I could see was my child self literally visually coming to stand by my bedside during this ceremony and saying, fight for me, fight for me, fight for me, three times. And after she said that, I was seeing these images of this trauma that I had apparently experienced and buried away somewhere. And my intentionality going into that ceremony was to simply discover why I was stuck in these patterns of escape in my life at the time. So you name it. I mean, to be fully vulnerable and transparent. A couple of years ago, I was really immersed in the party world, whether it was drugs, alcohol, uh, food really, it was about ingesting and numbing. What could I take into my vessel to numb these feelings of, of pain, of sadness, of disconnection to my physical being? I just wanted to be up and out. I loved, uh, I loved the, the rainbows and butterflies and artificial and saccharine. Um, not that I think butterflies always are, by the way, but uh, the version of magic that is unicorns and nothing else. I mean, I was so drawn to that. I was really in the music festival EDM scene. I'm sure many people who are listening can relate to this aspect of my story because I know that sometimes these moments are the things that usher us deeper onto our paths. And for me, having this ceremony and seeing this one of these first like really traumatic moments that separated my soul from my body in order to be able to go through something like that really gave me the wisdom that I needed to understand like, Oh, there was a separation that happened between soul and body. There it is. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I, for a while got really obsessive about trying to understand the details, like, you know, where did it happen? Who was it? Why? Like, but instead of that, I'm like really in this process of trusting my body that she will tell me if there's more to know about that otherwise my my child self she she let me know like fight for me and fight for me means look at this without looking away can you see this can you feel this are you willing to be with this with me and from this space we can move forward we can find magic again but it needs to be owned you know magic isn't the escape it's here it's grounded in the bones in the flesh in the cells like truly that is my why and i didn't know that was my why until i looked at this really really dark place that just scared the shit out of me like what what even is that? So I I understand that there was something early on my journey that really impacted my relationship with my body, my relationship with presence, my relationship, my severed relationship with real magic.
0: Yeah. Wow. Amazing. So what I hear in that is that, you know, there was a sexual trauma when you were young that came forward and you realized that it was essential to actually go toward it and that you notice there was a pattern of actually escaping from it, moving away from it through drugs, sex, partying, eating, all Mm -hmm. the things that would have sort of a bypass of going directly into it, thinking that the magic is in the direction away from it. But Mm -hmm. ironically, the magic is in the direction of directly into the shadow. And I truly realized that life will give us everything we're, we're ready for and nothing more than we can handle. Mm. So it's such a deep trust that when that memory came up and there was a realization that there's something there for you to look at, that's when life synchronizes around. And I imagine that's around the time that we met as well, where a lot of the work we did together in Mm -hmm. space got to bring you deeper into deeper relationship in the body and, and actually go towards the really uncomfortable material. Right. Mm -hmm. I would love to let you share about your experience in, in our work together, you know, just of, of actually going into the body and permeating that and learning how to be with yourself right there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I'm, I'm so grateful for plant medicine. I'm so grateful for ceremony. Um, I'm so grateful for our our sisterhood in the dojo because uh, outside of the dojo, the work that I've done with this kind of material, um, there were a couple of other instances in my life too, like in college of assault situations. So I'm carrying a few And without that first ayahuasca ceremony, I wouldn't have known what a driver it was in the way that I was navigating my life, more like down a path of escape than the road to real magic, I guess. Uh, I know, truly. And then with our work in our container of all women, um, I love inviting the masculine into ceremony. I think it's a very powerful thing. However, with this content specifically that I was surfacing and trying to reckon with and make peace with and integrate to be able to be held by women in that first and foremost, I just want to say it was my first ceremony I had ever experienced with just women other than like group meditations, but deep ceremony, like we do in the dojo. And the holding of that was just such a beautiful nest of mama and sister and best friend kind of energy. Uh, so to be held by the feminine, through my violations of the map from the masculine mm-hmm. felt really 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 good to my soul. It's hard to truly explain the the depth of what has occurred in our container around that for me, mm-hmm. but I will say that you know, the, the different medicines and techniques that we've used going deep. Sometimes when I'm in that kind of state, my sight completely goes. So I experience like a, a sense getting shut down. What I think it is, is having to get so deep into my own body that what I see visibly or what I hear audibly doesn't matter. Those senses melt away and it's, a, you be with your body, yeah. ask the body right like ask the body it will tell you she will tell you so yeah, it's dissociating
0: it's yeah like dissociating from the body up into the mind the if you ama- like feel the sight the sight looks out the ears hear out and so it's so incredible there's such an intelligence of the body those are parts of your body and so, your body wisdom was actually like for your consciousness to heal in the way that it needed to without distracting itself and going into the old patterning of reaching out, listening out, distracting out, actually having a complete shutdown of sight and sound so that your entire focal point of attention could focus into permeating the entire physiological system, the entire somatic. Experience from your toes, from your crown, all the way down. And the way you inhabit yourself in that way was one of the most powerful experiences that I've witnessed. And it's ironic because so often we feel like other people will feel us more and receive us more when we're in our like bliss state, and when we're in our like at our most what we deem our most powerful space or whatever, and we'll like hide away from the deeper, harder, more vulnerable, raw places. But what I actually, my lived actual experience is that when you or any of the women, including myself, when I'm in my own healing process, allow myself to be witnessed. And bring mm. myself exactly as I am, including all of myself, including the parts that have been in trauma and pain, are experiencing sadness, frustration, fear, whatever, but bring it, don't hide it, don't reject it within myself because I'm afraid someone else might reject it, but actually bring it forward and let it all be witnessed. There's such a depth of intimacy and just healing in that alone. Yeah, that is so powerful. So witnessing you allow yourself to be witnessed in your most vulnerable raw places is one of the greatest acts of courage. And it's also one of the most powerful things that I think anybody could do mm. I feel that. It's more powerful to me from my yeah. perspective to go there and let yourself be seen and loved in that and learn how to love yourself through that reflection. Totally than it is to hide it, pull it back and like, try to be the version of you that doesn't feel that. Right. And when mm. you went through that, I felt you ever since then, I felt you like landed on the earth. Yeah. yeah. you 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 can rock it in rainbows and butterflies. And now you can enjoy that. Cause you're not escaping from something, mm-hmm. you know, but you also landed. Like when I feel mm. your poetry, when I feel you speaking, I feel it coming from your roots, your feet on the earth, like mama's home, you know? Yeah. So it's yeah. Really an honor to feel you here. Really an honor to feel you here home. Mm-hmm. So yeah. as we now it's witnessing you home and then the last couple of years, since, since this big shift occurred, you have been bringing into form this real magic house in your building community. And so I'd Ooh. love to hear you share as a function of this work that you've done and who you be, and now walking, embodying real magic, yeah. Oh, yeah, like what's that journey been like? Tell us about it? Like what are you what are you creating? and 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 how where did it come from? What's the vision? Yeah. yeah.
1: Oh, it's been such a journey Z. Thank you so much for the work we've done together. I mean, it has been the sacred activator, the catalyst that has supported me in really initiating myself onto this path of real magic on a whole nother level beyond what I could have ever visioned or dreamed in my life. So So exciting. Uh, I really didn't think I would be here at the age I'm at, to be honest with you. So I just turned 30 this year and I always had a vision at some point of having a community space. But I thought it would probably be five or 10 years down the road, to be honest with you. But there's there's our timing and there's spirits timing. Right. So so I have been a transformational coach working with women for about five years. And I thought that around 2019, I just gotten engaged. It was a really exciting time. And my fiance at the time, now husband, and I were like, let's be nomadic. We never had a nomadic season in our lives. Let's travel. Let's not have a home base and let's discover ourselves. We were so excited to have this grand adventure together. And we had our eyes on Costa Rica. We had our eyes on, you know, doing some training in different uh, spiritual centers there. And then COVID happened. (laughs) Uh And we were like, okay, like the borders are closed. We can't go anywhere. And not just that, but it was actually a series of uh, heartbreaks and initiations and another big dark night of the soul because my my sister-in-law, my husband's sister, uh passed away in an extremely tragic way right after that. So COVID, borders shutting, lockdowns. Uh my uh husband's s- sister, my home girl, my oh god, I loved her so much. We both did still do. And then what's um her name? what's her name? Monique. 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 Oh mama to
0: presence her and yeah. uh, Monique and The way that she's touched your life and the life of your husband, and yeah, just asking anyone listening to just send prayers and love and and gratitude for this woman in the life that she lived that has
1: so clearly touched you, Devin. Oh, so thank you for bringing her forward. Oh, clearly, yes, absolutely. It's an honor, and she still walks with us. She is like our dopest ancestor for sure. (laughs) Cool. She leaves in our life is like beyond what I can even tell you. She's such a strong spirit guardian. But during that time, it was a really, it was a really tender moment in our family. And this moment where, you know, we're supposed to be closer than ever. The world is telling us, keep your distance, stay away. And so it was just, you know, profound in that sense, like the, the healing journey that was being asked of us at that time. And Monique definitely helped us through it for sure. And, you know, we've all grown in profound ways since then, but it was like covid most passing, and then um, and then we had to postpone our wedding for an unknown amount of time immediately after that because we got married in Mexico and the borders closed and everyone was afraid to travel. So it was just like all of these things, like life was just like, no, nope, like wipe the slate completely clean, like everything you thought you knew. Oh, and by the way, our lease was gonna be up in our townhouse too. So we're like, where are we gonna live? Like our dear sister just passed away. We're not getting married at this time anymore. Who knows when, and we're a long-term couple. So, you know, um, there's that, but Isaac and I got to have, that's my husband, by the way, Isaac got to have all of these conversations together during that. Lockdown times. It was just he and I, and um, we didn't know where we were going to go in our lives or what was going to happen next. It wasn't going to be Costa Rica. The lease was going to be up. Uh, the world was turned upside down. Uh, and yet we just had these really important conversations prior to taking that next step in our union. We just got married May 1st um, of this past year. So it happened. We made it to Mexico. But, uh, you know, Z, we actually had this conversation. And I want to say uh, disclaimer if you're In the car with littles right now who don't, you haven't talked to them about Santa. Here's a disclaimer turn this off and listen to it later. Um, this is actually really the root of the Real Magic House naming the story. And I feel like names help us give birth to things. So um, Isaac and I started talking about our future children and plans that we're going to have. And I don't know how, in our 13-year relationship, we never talked about the Santa thing. But here we are, where do we want to do Santa with our kids, right? And so Isaac is a full no to that, by the way, he was like, absolutely not. He was like, I'm not going to let some old white man take credit for all my work. Like if we do Santa, our kids are getting socks from Santa. Like that's not, that's not magic, you know? And to me, um, Christmas was such a big deal in my household and my mom poured her heart into it. And there were decorations and twinkles and, um, warmth. And, you know, of course it wasn't all about the gifts and Santa is about family. So I'm trying to, you know, breathe that into him and talk to him about, you know, the beauty of Christmas from my perspective. And then Isaac said, well, what if we just teach our children about real magic? Uh, And, And I paused for a second and I was like, Hmm. And I had to let that part of me that was like, you know, okay, he doesn't want to do Santa. Like my sadness around that, my grief around that, kind of die in that moment and flop on its back and be like, oh, you know, <laughs> hurt my heart a little bit. But actually, when we dove deeper in it together as a couple, we really were like, well, what is real magic to us? And we started, you know, breathing into it and speaking it out loud. We started talking about sunsets. We started talking about um moments with strangers in the grocery line that we've experienced. That you know, there's no other way to explain it. It's magic. There's connection that happens. Minutes and then it's gone. Um, it just we, we literally walked through our life stories together and found that real magic sense together and from that space we were able to give birth to in this time of so much darkness a vision for something radically and wonderfully new and much earlier than we ever thought it would be we started to talk about creating a sanctuary space outside of time outside of chaos in the in the greater world or society that could just be ours a space that we could always invite people into and gather people within and we realized that lodging is an essential business. So no matter what happens, if you create a space that people can stay overnight, it can always be open. No one can shut it down. So in this, in this room space of this darkness of this void, we gave birth to the idea for the real magic House, wow. we didn't know what it would be, but we knew that we wanted people to come and gather for retreats and workshops. We knew that we wanted to bring forward our own offerings, whether it was meditations or uh, creative experiences with music and art. But even more so, so much bigger than us. We wanted to call in artists, entrepreneurs, healers, others who felt the vibration of the type of space that we wanted to create so they could have a home-like space, a womb-like space, a real magic space to bring forward the unique gifts that are theirs to share in the world. So that's where the idea was actually born, was in the space of like, oh, okay, wipe the spirit, wipe the slate clean. We don't know what's gonna happen next, but let's meet each other. In that and figure out what we want to create. That is such an
0: important statement right there. That you know the birthing came out of the dark. Yeah. Birthing comes out of the womb. The the new yeah. life of the child comes out of the dark womb. Right. So the be- most beautiful blooms, the most beautiful blossoming flowers come out of the darkness of the soil that is fertilized through the life death life process. The soil is fertilized through the death that without that part, it can't grow <sighs> life. And so, just really presencing that for anyone listening who may be going through a, a shadow period or a dark period or a death process. Just holding that knowing in your heart that life goes in the cycles and 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 if we can let go of resistance and and, and deepen in an acceptance of the release or the death process that processes that may be occurring and deepen in our trust that life has something that goes beyond anything we can see because we're not meant to see it when we're in the dark part because it's something that goes beyond you that wants to come through where you look back like Devin is and being like, wow, it really came out of that time of, of things not going the way that we thought and having to let go of so much. And then boom,
1: the shoot comes up. Yes. And then guess what? This is crazy too. So we had thought we found a property. It was a turnkey bed and breakfast called the moon dance in a beautiful space. It was purple on the outside and it was going to come fully furnished. The innkeepers are like
0: our rainbow butterfly sisters. So the, her color, if baby ask her favorite color, it would be rainbow. So no. purple outside is is a yes for Devin.
1: Yes. I was like, this must be the place. Like not only is the name the moon dance, but it's colorful on the outside. There are elders, Running this in a married couple who are like reaching up into their 80s, who said they would mentor us. Like it seemed like life was handing us this this vision we were calling forward on a silver platter. And no kidding, before we put our offer in that night, it wasn't even Fourth of July, and there were fireworks in the sky, and there was a full moon, and we were holding each other, crying, like this is our destiny. Wow! Like it was one of those just like elated moments. And then the next day, our realtor called us and said even though it's been two years while this place has been on the market, someone came through and outbid you out of nowhere and they're going to go with the other offer. And mind you, our our lease on our townhouse was going to be up in three weeks, two or three weeks time. So we had nowhere to go. It was one of those moments where we had to surrender and trust so deeply that we were like, cool, we'll move back in with our mamas if we have to. We'll we'll jump in the basements and bring our stuff in storage and figure it out because we didn't want to commit to anything that wasn't true and since we had set this vision even though it wasn't the moon dance in it was that this or something better moment in our lives where we were like great we're going to create the energetic signature for what we want this to be and trust that there's a possibility for something better this bed and breakfast was like two hours away from all of our friends and family the Real Magic House is only 30 minutes from our friends and family. It's far enough away to still feel like a getaway for people who are in Minneapolis-St. Paul. However, it's close enough for people to still come back and forth for community events on a weekday. So it it ended up being something better that we didn't even know was there, but surrender and trust are totally the keys to that deep, wild trust. Like I don't even, I'm so in belief and trust of what we're supposed to create that I'll do anything to make it happen. And I will release the need to know what the next step is. And then the way appeared and this, Oh, Yeah, this space is just so much more than what that space would be. It wasn't it was an open canvas in many respects. So we get to call in um, the decor and the uh, authentic aesthetics of the space. The essence of it got to be all ours instead of somebody else's. And it's close. And I mean, there are literally dragonflies and butterflies on the ceiling in here. So that was another checked box. I didn't even know was to be checked. So yeah, that, that trust from that space of darkness from that space of, I don't know is essential. It can feel wild. It can feel terrifying, but, um, that's, that's when the collaboration with real magic really comes into play. Doesn't it?
0: It does. And you are embodying that fully. And it's been so beautiful to witness you actualize this vision and bring the real magic house to life. And so as we start to land the, the ship for this episode, I'd love to invite you to share, you know, what's going on. So you guys are 30 minutes outside of, um, Minneapolis. So for Mm -hmm. anyone listening in that zone, highly recommend you check out Devin's real magic house. And is there, what's the best place for people to find you? What are the events and activities that are going on there? Just so everybody listening that's in the area can find a way to kind of plug in
1: Yeah, absolutely. So we are doing all kinds of things right now. We are doing events related to arts and entertainment. We have a Moonlight Cabaret coming up (laughs) Um, and we're actually experimenting with doing that on Monday nights for people who are entrepreneurs or artists or um, service hospitality industry uh, who are working a lot on the weekends. We thought, why not create a niche offering that is really creative and fun? for people who wants them to do on a Monday when nothing else is going on. So this is, uh, this is a risk. It's something new, but we'll always have arts and entertainment related events. We do art galleries. We do concerts. We do, uh, paint, paint and sips. We also do spirituality and mindfulness based events, meditation circles, retreats, uh, ecstatic dance. So really it's a, it's a unique space for anyone to come forward and showcase and share their gifts or create a unique experience or offering to bring community together. So, you know, we've got all kinds of things coming up on the calendar and it can range, uh, yeah, between arts and entertainment. And, spirituality and mindfulness and everything in between if someone just wants to come and have a special birthday party or we did a celebration of life for a woman who passed away in our area here Uh, we're doing weddings so really it's it's one of those things where our prayer is just to be like a lighthouse uh beaming our light out into the world and calling all of those ships to our shore that feel like a resonant match with the with the magic we're creating here.
0: Woo. Oh, I'm so proud of you, Mama. It sounds amazing. It looks amazing from everything that I can see. And where where can everybody find you? What's your um, website and Instagram? And how do they plug yeah. in? So it's
1: really easy. You can just look up therealmagichouse.com or you can follow us at therealmagichouse on Instagram. And then if you want to connect with me and my coaching work, you can look up devinbrazil.com or at it's on Instagram. Amazing, perfect, my love. So to close out this episode, I would
0: love to invite you to share one more piece of art that has come through the channel of your voice. So I'm curious if there's another Piece of poetry or spoken word that feels true to really close out the journey that we just took these beautiful yeah. humans on.
1: Yeah, I love it. So this one isn't memorized, but it still feels like the true one to share. So I'm just going to find it really quick. Ah, yeah, that would be perfect. That one. I'm excited to get it on its feet, though. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, this is more down to that that work with the body. So the first piece spoke to, you know, walking down the road of real magic in our lives. And this one is about coming home to the body.
0: So okay. let's all take one deep breath, inhaling and exhale. We open our hearts to receive Devin Dennis.
1: There are chandeliers of tears twinkling beneath my eyes. Dewdrops dancing down my cheeks, melting off my worn disguise. I will not wipe them away. Woke up and told myself today, it's time to get up off my knees and let the whole world see my face. I am a woman who has so much more to offer than her smile. There is magic in my messy, in my tragic, in my wild. Wanna howl at the waning moon as it twirls towards the night and rock the bones of my old broken homes lost to the sands of time. The breakdown can be beautiful. The wrong turns can turn right. Shedding skins and shells of all I knew while cracks set free the light.
0: And exhale, beautiful. So grateful for this time together. Thank you, Devin, for showing up, for sharing your medicine, for sharing your voice, for being such an incredible embodied invitation for real magic. Thank you to everyone listening for opening your receiving channel at this depth with us. Devin and I and the entire Dojo Council are such a stand for you to live in your highest and identify where those edges live in your life. And I honor we honor the courage it takes to live your life beyond that edge. Thank you for joining and we'll see you next time. Thank you. Thank you all for creating this space to receive this transmission and for having the courage that it takes to live your life beyond the edge. If you feel the call to go deeper with me privately or explore the dojo ecosystem, the best place to start is by visiting zaharazimring.com and taking your free micro dojo. You can also find me on Instagram at Zahara Zimring. And I love hearing from you guys. So feel free to send me messages, make comments, and I will absolutely get back to you. I also would deeply appreciate if this episode or any of these episodes have touched your heart. Leave a review as it really supports this show in touching more hearts and more lives all around the world. Thank you for joining and I'll see you next time.